Jumpman, 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 Jake and Sean are on the pod. That was great. That's our new intro for the podcast. Look forward to that every week. Um, we have Ian's intro music. Big shout to Ian. Still, still a big friend of the pod. Uh, but you also have Sean doing Drake yeah. style intros. Yeah. Um, and you'll get an indication why I did Jumpman in a little bit when we break down some news. But we're back for episode three. Episode three, third full episode. Although we've had, if you, um, as I know many people did, I heard just hundreds of people's feedback about listening to the first podcast in part. So maybe this is your fifth experience listening to one of our pods. Yeah. I welcome gotta, back regardless. Yeah, welcome back. I I have to say that the amount of fan mail that I've gotten to my personal email address has been amazing. And I actually needed to get a new email address to forward all of yeah. them to. I also um, did. Um, I think we received a comparable amount yeah. of, of fan mail. Uh, it's, it's been overwhelming. I mean, I don't know. It, it's a testament to, you know, our the fans and, you know, our hard work, frankly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you don't want to hear us just pat ourselves on the back for a job well done. Um, but seriously, job well done, Jake. Uh, but so in episode four, um, we are going to dive into first a little news. This is episode three, by the way. Oh, sorry, jumping the gun. I am. That's I'm, all right. I'm already thinking ahead. See, that's what the best in the business do, Jake. They're already thinking ahead. Yeah. This. this do you think? Do you think the listeners can hear your emphatic table hits? I hope they can. I hope they can hear them, because Jake, I'll tell you what. And you know what? This is a lesson for all the listeners too. Podcasting is like a game of chess okay okay life is like a game of chess this is good you always need to be thinking one two three eight steps ahead of your opponent and in this case the opponent is the podcast was that one for free can i keep that you can keep that one the rest is in my newsletter that you subscribe to 19.99 a month yeah well i have zero interest in any newsletter (laughs) (laughs) it it sounds like madness to me (laughs) i think we should move into the show yeah, we'll move into the show. So in episode three, we're going to just start off with a little bit of music news. Jake, what is the big news this week? Well, it depends which of the two things we selected minutes ago is the one you think is the big news. You tell me. So I think you're probably referencing to Kanye's new single dropping and uh, kind of ripping Drake a little bit. Maybe there is just like a friendly-ish beef is what's going on there i think is the question yeah so for anybody who doesn't know the big news in the industry was kanye dropped a new song new year's eve um called i don't even remember what it's called i don't either what is it called jake we should look it up We're, it's probably something that is i think a common a common theme on our so far on our podcast is preparedness it, not being an emphasis ill prepared facts ill-prepared it's called facts in all caps oh that's right yeah it's called facts like first of all you're calling your song facts yeah like dude okay anyways this song drops it new year's eve um i was not sitting at my laptop preparing for the podcast obviously on new year's eve so i discovered it on new year's day listen to it my first impression was like jake said this is a shot across the bow at Drake? Is this referential to Drake? Like, it's it's clearly... So the whole chorus, and the reason why I started off with our little Jumpman intro, was instead of saying Jumpman, 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 he's saying Yeezy, Yeezy, Yeezy. And it's like the same thing as Jumpman. What I don't understand about this is that... I mean, does Kanye have a reason to be upset with Drake? Or is this... Do you think this is more playful? Is it, Or is it like kind of like... A rivalry homage type of thing. Like, is this more in the vein of Drake's killing it, and I'm gonna try to maybe one up him with a little bit of a, a referential thing, or is this? Do you think these are like real shots? I don't think they've had ever had any any beef, so to speak. No, they haven't had any real beef that I've known. Um, I think they both like and respect each other. I okay. What I think this is is it's twofold. One, it's Kanye's upset that Nike didn't give him a shoe deal and didn't allow him to design and produce his own shoes. He got signed by Adidas and anybody who has been on Twitter or heard anything about it knows that the Yeezys are insanely popular and have sold like crazy. So 
Kanye's obviously happy about that. Um, he's taking shots at Nike here in the song. And the reason why I think he brings up Drake is because Nike gave Drake his own shoe deal. Like, Drake didn't design it or anything. They just gave him, like, a signature, like, OVO Air Jordan sneaker. Right. The fact that we're discussing this and that this is, like, an issue for these guys is insane to me. I think it's funny how different the discussion is when it between rappers, like, like high-profile rap artists and, like, indie musicians. The, we talked about this before. That's a Phil Sims talked about. It is. Um, but commercial is like commercialism and like the idea of like getting a big deal with a shoe company is so far from the ideal of of like a Radiohead or imagine imagine Radiohead like getting a an Air Jordan shoe. First of all, I can only imagine it would be like a dilapidated. I can. I bet it would be made of like of like whatever leather football helmets were made from and it would it would have one color it would just be all it'd be all recycled materials yeah and tom york would insist that they be given away for free they'd be given away for free and the soul would be a newsletter (laughs) and and it just would like a complete it would be like just of poetry and like of just his mad ramblings (laughs) one thousand percent correct right so getting back to drake and kanye i think the whole issue here is one kanye is upset about drake getting that deal with nike when he didn't so he's taking shots at nike the other part of this is i think he saw how big of a 2015 drake had it was like hey wait a minute i'm still here i'm still kanye west like he's got he had that reference in the song about you've been trending for a couple days i've been trending for years it's like, well, maybe Kanye wasn't as popular in 2015 as her boy Drake. Maybe he's thinking Drake passed him, and he wants to reestablish himself here. So I think he's kind of doing things in the same vein as Drake from a production standpoint, from a, a flow style standpoint. That's the other thing, is that it does sound kind of a lot like a Drake song at parts. Mm-hmm. Some of the, I mean, I've heard it once now, but mm-hmm. the, the sort of the sparse, uh, borderline OVO-sounding production on it, and... Yep. Um, uh, Kanye doing some of like the more sort of lyrical things with the um, with his with his lyrics. Um, it, it's really interesting, and it, I think it does come across as um, self conscious. Definitely like a little too. But the thing is, is like the sort of the engine that's always fueled Kanye has been this like he always perceives threats. He's like a he, he has this idea of himself as like someone who will lose it all if because people are attacking and constantly coming for it and he has to constantly reestablish his fame i mean honestly some of the most legitimate complaints i've heard about yeezus as an album was that he just sounds self insecure the whole time and and just always sounds like he has to like prove himself it's a, it's a pissing contest that's a great point it absolutely is with him he does come across like an insecure child a lot of the time however is the fact that he feels that way a reason for the great art that he keeps churning out that's like if saying. he was content w- would we be getting albums like yeezus or twisted fantasy he could have rested on his laurels he could have rested on college dropout and late registration for the rest of his career yeah that's what i'm saying i think that's why maybe i don't take it so seriously because i think i mean kanye is like kind of all bark no bite i mean he he's like that's not to say his music has no substance but what i'm saying is like he there's a there's a lot of front there kanye his his persona once you look past it, it's a little bit childish. It's kind of, it's over the top intentionally. He's putting up a shield. It, let's just make a point here for the listeners. You, these are two Kanye lovers. We're huge yes, Kanye yes. fans. I know there's a lot of people out there who are Kanye haters and are like, oh, I can't stand him as a person. Fine. I get that. He can be abrasive. He can be over the top. He can act like a petulant child at times. However, can. the art that he comes out with and just what he's done for music is unparalleled so and that brings me to my next question when we as we wrap up this this news item is one do you think this ends up on his new album and if it does what does that make you think of the direction for this new album i'll go second question first i no go first question first because that's that doesn't make sense the way i thought about it um i don't think it will I, I don't, this doesn't seem like something that is really worthy of being, I think this is a single. I think he, pro, I, and, and 
if it is on the new album, I, it would make me disappointed for the potential direction um, of the new album. What do you think? And then I have a point. Um, I don't think it does either. I don't think it ends up on there. I agree with you that if it does end up, I will be disappointed. Um, the other point to that is there were so many of the moment references on it about like Steve Harvey and Odell Beckham and all these news items that just happened. It feels like this isn't a relevant song in two months. This feels like in a month, maybe very of the internet today where I'm going to give you this thing and it's, uh, it's, it makes sense now, but that, I don't think this is a song that holds up for an art piece that you want to last for years and years and years. And that was actually exactly uh, what was. It's a good segue to what my other point was, which is that the the nature of sort of um, like rap, like sort of battles back and forth, releasing singles as sort of battle cries or like shots across the bow, as you said. The the way Kanye did this, and some of what Meek Mill and and what and Drake were doing. It reminds me of the, what the internet has done for the production of songs. And like artists can conceive of a song, write lyrics, write the, put the production down, record it, and release it like in the same week, and put it out on a streaming service for millions to hear. It reminds me of uh, of uh, of South Park of the way throughout their whole um, like twenty some odd year. Have they reached twenty years? I don't know. They've been out since ninety six, so it's twenty years this yeah, year. Yeah. But they've always. I think fans and people who watch South Park, one of the things that people always were astounded by was the speed with which they'd react to cultural events and pop culture things. Like when Steve Irwin died, they immediately had an episode making fun of him being killed. This is what this reminds me of. It's like this quick turnaround. It's like kind of a new phase in in uh, in music and in singles in general. Because like you said, we have a reference on here to, he says, did he forget the names just like Steve Harvey? That happened, is that like literally a week ago? Uh, I think it was... Two weeks ago now, but yeah, it was pretty recent though. Yeah, what I'm very, saying, very like, recent. it's like it's a, it's not like something that happened earlier this year or last year. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. We maybe should have started in with that. Maybe first. Happy New Year, of, everybody. First part of the New Year, but that's something that happened like really recently. Um, and it's just it's interesting to hear references like that dropped. And the question is, it's like what what you said. Is this something that's completely irrelevant in a couple months or? Will it be sort of endearing? Does it become like these are time markers and? Yeah, could, yeah, time markers. I think might be an accurate way. Kanye is just who knows what his intentions are, or yeah. what he's all about, or really what the state of this album is. Like, I don't know. I'm starting to get a little bit worried about it, and I'm wondering, based off of this track, off of a couple of the other ones that have come out. Has Kanye maybe lost his fastball a tiny bit? Uh, like his only that song, only one that actually came out a calendar year ago. Now, people thought, "Oh, we're getting a Kanye album soon, a singles out." It's been a year. That song is forgettable. I don't really like that song. I don't love only one. I legitimately really like all day. All day is a good song. All day is good. I. I'm there's, anxious there's, for I'm, what this is going to be all about. I think there's one other one that got released that I was like, I don't care. Yeah, it's another then, single. Then there was um, Wolves, which got performed live on right. SNL 40 and a couple other places, which is the best thing I've heard from it. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw the whole thing of the oh, video. No, no, because they only did like a small part of it. Okay. And then he did another part of it at one of his fashion shows. So <laughs> well, like, we were in attendance. How did we miss that part? Uh, I think we were. Well, we were getting ready to walk out onto the catwalk. So that's probably how we. Oh. Right. Oh, he did it before our. Before we. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. And he, he actually he had told us that he was. He's like, do sorry that. guys, I know you're big fans. I'm gonna do this song yeah. though. I'll do a private concert for you later. Never got his back words to not us. ours. Yeah. No. We are not saying this. He said this. He said this verbatim. Yeah. To us. So uh, you know, Kanye. Kanye's gonna do Kanye things. Kanye's a big friend of the podcast. Big so friend listen, of the pod. He sh I hope he doesn't take this as an affront. And you know, he'll probably release a track well, Jake, with some Steve Harvey references ripping us soon. I was going to say the reason why he is a big friend of the pod is because we aren't afraid to be honest with him. Right. We're not afraid to tell him how it is. So that's why big shout to Kanye. Um Friend of the Pod. Friend of the Pod. So I you know, we'll see what happens. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh anticipated albums of twenty fifteen and we'll probably 
get into a little bit more discussion about what we think is going to come of this or anything. But that was just the big one of the big news items from the past week. The other big news item is some reunion talk uh, of LCD Sound System. So for those of you who don't know, LCD Sound System, um, they broke up back in 2011 now, Jake, I think. That sounds right. I, I think, think you're a bigger LCD Sound System fan yeah, than I am. Yeah, so. yeah. So they broke up back in uh, 2011. They did that concert documentary film called, um, God, I don't even remember. It's called now. It was their Madison Square Garden show. It comes down to preparedness. P- preparedness, which is non-existent. No. Um, the Preparedness Podcast. Is it This Is Happening? This Is Happening is the album's title. That's right. You're right. I can look up the name of the Anyways, movie. Anyways, concert film of their last performance ever at Madison Square Garden. Seemed like a huge event. Um, shut up and play the hits? Shut up and play the hits. That's That's right. You know, they said we're never getting back together. This is it. We're done. Can I just can I just throw in? Maybe this is what you were going to say. Can we stop taking those promises yes, seriously? Thank you. Can we thank like you. Can, like just as as a society? Thank can we you. just agree that that's never true? Thank you. It's almost always like a marketing thing. Yes. Like because the, like if you look at like the Eagles. Like, they did that, and they had the hell freezes over thing. And then they can become a whole part of the, th- the yep. oh, hell froze over. Guess what? The Eagles are back. Yep. The Eagles, in this case, are LCD sound system. That's probably a comparison you've never heard before. And I, there's no good reason you ever would have heard it. Or will hear it again. They're incomparable bands. They're very dissimilar. Yes. Um, but, but I think the breakup stuff just doesn't – I mean, the only time – it's ever like held true forever was the Beatles, I think. The or one of the few times where like there was a big like high profile breakup and they really stayed broken up. They never got back together. And I guarantee you, if John Lennon doesn't die, if George Harrison doesn't pass, they're they've done some sort of reunion at this point. Well, and they actually kind of did. In ninety four they took a couple demos, you free as a bird in those songs. Right, which right. is like the half assed reunion without john lennon it's it's different but anyways you're right like i can't if zeppelin got back together for a couple which they kind of did they, that's what i'm saying yeah. if zeppelin got i mean no john bonham but that's because he's dead <laughs> but so is john lennon right the point is if 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 zeppelin got back together for a tour i just don't see why the beatles wouldn't have and i think that like when bands say we're breaking up forever this is it this is our last concert i think it's to sell tickets it's to sell albums yeah, it is. It's a good point. It's a cynical take on it, and of course, we're gonna have that take, and because it's probably the true take. So <laughs> the no spin zone. <laughs> no spin zone. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we're giving Bill O'Reilly a run for his money. Um. Anyways, so I think my whole take with this is: Is it cool they're getting back together? Yes, they put on a great performance. They're a cool band. I would love to see them. You know, if you haven't checked out that concert movie even if you're not a fan you're like okay this is just cool um so yes it's great they're getting back together however i think it cheapens that concert movie now i think it cheapens their whole um kind of mythology it's like oh you're just another band who said you're not getting back together and now you are four years later like oh you took an extended hiatus yeah good for you the allure of right that's the whole thing is is if this were if we're talking about this happening in like 2035 and like the, the what's his name James Murphy mm-hmm. he's older he's a little you know he how, he's actually kind he's of an pretty, older dude yeah this is like a 95 year old James <laughs> Murphy i assume that's how old he is in 20 years again no, I'm, I'm not the biggest no. i'm not the biggest fan of lcd sound system but i think in 20 years he'll be 90 um and so that would be pretty cool to see like an older it's like okay we never thought this would happen Mm -hmm. but here we are in 2035 and you all came in on your jetson chrome you know hover cars that would be neat and you know what even i would tune in but i don't think like you said four years later what kind of reunion is that it's it's not it just cheapens the whole thing we've been waiting for just albums of bands who haven't broken up longer than four years right so like i don't whatever fine go anyone going to coachella check out lcd sound system super cool the second small piece of information about uh reunions i just want to touch on quickly they don't deserve really much any airtime because they're 
annoying and they suck is Guns N' Roses. They're also going to be at Coachella. I can't stand these guys. I think they're assholes. I th- they're asking for just an absurd amount of money to do it. Axl Rose is literal human trash. Sean, I won't sit here in the same room as you, not even the same city, while you trash the name of Duff McKagan. <laughs> I won't have it. And that's the last you'll hear of it on the pod. That part's edited out. We're going to keep in Guns N' Roses. No, to be honest, I I don't... Who cares? I, I don't. Matter. They're not a relevant band. They haven't been in years. Just, they suck. I hate them. I, I like a few songs. Of course. And I, yeah. I enjoy some of Slash's guitar work. He's, yeah. he's a hell of a... He's a shredding guitar player, for what that's worth. But Axl Rose does seem like a piece of trash you found... Like, it or like he, you know what Axl Rose is is he's the the dirty slushy snow that you it's mid March snow oh, you kick perf- out from your tire well perfect example it's a big time shot we we're, just took we're gonna we're gonna leave it there I don't think anyone has ever eloquently summed up who Axl Rose is as a person than just dirty slushy snow in March yeah that's it annoying dirty that's that's you don't you, want it you there. don't want it there you're ready for it to go away yep. <laughs> It's way out. You're asking yourself, how is this still here? Yeah. That's it. Get out of here, Axl Rose. You don't deserve time on our pod. So what do we have next? So part two of this podcast, uh, as we move along here. Is a new segment. New segment. And this is one that Jake and I are really excited about. This is one you're going to be seeing a lot of on the pod. Unless and we get incredible backlash from our that's, four fans. That's right. That's right. Unless they say, hey, ditch that segment. So the new segment, and we don't have a catchy name, like buy yourself for it. It's just going to be called Album Art, and basically what we're going to do on this is we're going to take either a band, um, a theme, a genre. We're going to do something, and we're basically going to say, what's the best album art from this? What's the worst one? What's the most overrated one, underrated? You know, we'll do basically whatever we want. To kick off the segment, the first one that we're doing, and this was a question that I had posed to Jake last week was and we 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 marinated on it for a while was what is the best album that has the worst album art and then what is the worst album that actually has really cool album art um there's actually a lot of choices out there for it Uh, and we both settled on a couple jake what is your like what's the best album or one of your favorite albums out there that, you know what, maybe the album art isn't your favorite. It's not that great. The one I went with um, was Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. Um, Big Zeppelin fan. Both of us big Zeppelin fans. And Houses of the Holy is probably my favorite album by Zeppelin. You got Dancing Days on there. You got Song Remains the Same. I mean, uh, No Quarter, uh, Jamaica, all those sites. So <laughs> the ocean, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm look. I'm not looking at the track list, people. This is right from memory. You know, I just impressive. Named, here's the thing. I just named four songs from memory. I, I'm like a computer. Yeah, I will just throw a quick caveat into there. Jake was a high school football player, so we're lucky he's not suffering from CTE brain damage. If right you now. ever hear a dripping sound, it's drool hitting my keyboard or microphone. Thought you were gonna say like brain fluid leaking out of my ears. No, I wasn't going to say that. Okay. It's, it's it's I'm lucky to have all my faculties in order. Yeah. though that's for sure. Yeah. Um, what I was saying was before I almost just had a CTE lapse. <laughs> yeah, there. you did. So House of the Holy, you could make an argument. It's it's their best album. It depends what your point of view is. There's a lot of we could talk for 45 minutes mm-hmm. about best Zeppelin albums, but it's it's probably my favorite. Um. The album art, though, and here's a good way to listen to this, is you're probably on a laptop or you have a phone. It's 2016 now. You have some sort of device. Just do a quick Google. Look at the album art. It's easy. Just look at it while you're listening to me talk. So, the album cover of Houses of the Holy is this kind of really creepy image of like like a a hillock, like a a mountainside, (laughs) um, with these just... like naked genderless children and it's, yeah it's like androgynous children these gray just creepy looking like they're wearing like bodysuits basically yeah it's such an of the time period yes. like album cover 
It is. And what it screams to me is, this seemed like an awesome idea <laughs> right. then. On, on some, like, drug trip that they it had. It sounded like an awesome idea, and when it was executed, and they were like, is this kind of weird, what we've done here? Jimmy? That's Robert Plant. That's Robert Plant's quote. He's saying, Jimmy, was this, was what we did kind of weird here? I mean, we, we did, we had the, these children pose nude in bodysuits for an album cover, and the results aren't that cool looking. And, and he's going, yeah, but we blew the budget on this, so we kind of have to go with it. And and I think what we should, we should do a segment on Zeppelin album covers in general. We will. have some iconic ones, but House of the Holy is just, it's weird. Yeah. I, I mean, do I technically hate it? Maybe not. But it's I think it's a good one to discuss, because it's, it's just so strange. Let's put it this way. If you had all of Led Zeppelin's records, like actual LPs, and you wanted to hang some of them up, House of the Holy isn't one you're excited to hang up. No, you you're worried you might be put on some watch list. <laughs> you ain't, yeah, yep, and you you probably are. Yeah, even for buying it. Yep. So yeah. Okay, a good indication of this is when you go to um, a record store or something, and you're gonna buy the CD. There's always like a sticker over over the like the the child in the bodysuit, which is a good indication that hey, maybe this is. Kind of weird. It straddles the line very closely between art and bad taste. Yeah. I I think it's closer to art, but it's just like, why? why? <laughs> I know. It, Led Zeppelin could have picked... You were on a hot streak of album covers. Why? Zeppelin could have picked, and I emphasize this, literally <laughs> anything to be their album cover. Do a, do like a revisiting of the exploding blimp, the rubble. Would be yeah. better looking. Yeah. But then this, it's just weird. What was yours? We we oh, yes. I don't want to I don't want to belabor the point on <laughs> no, this. No, no. All right. So you know, like Jake said, if you're on a device, check this one out. Peep this one. Pet sounds by the Beach Boys. This, by all all intents and purposes, is like a top five album of all time on like any list you look at. It's great. I really like it. Jake likes it even more than me. I love Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds is great. Um. The album cover is so lame. It's, it's so, lame. It's goofy Disney-ish. It's weird. It's just so, a Beach Boys. So, I'll let you explain. So it. for anybody who doesn't have the ability to look something up, which it boggles my mind yeah. if you don't. Um, you should be sitting on a literal throne of, of smart devices. Seriously. In 2016. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Second Drake reference. Anyways, Pet Sounds. All the members of the band are just... It's this green cover, and then there's a photo of the members of the band, like, feeding goats and other animals and stuff. It looks like... Like, if I didn't know anything about Pet Sounds, and I stumbled across this album, and I looked at the cover, I'd be like, this album is probably the worst Beach Boys album, and it's probably just all, like, throwaway songs that suck. Like, that, it does not do the gorgeous music on the album any justice whatsoever i think it's actually and i i have no facts to back this up so don't be looking for a balanced factual take on this but it almost screams like because the story of pet sounds obviously is that brian wilson was like kind of starting to become a a, like a a mad genius which is something we've been saying a lot tonight is this phrase mad genius on and off the pod Mad Genius is a great phrase. Yep. Maybe it's the name of the pod. We oh, still... quick, quick update on because my Jumpman intro got in the way. I think it took us all by surprise, including me. <laughs> Jake was like, "Is this is this how we're starting?" I was like, "Is this the start?" Um, we we this will be the last one that we don't have a name. We are going to settle on a name for next time. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It will be there. Continue. And, uh, and that'll be better for just SEO purposes, all that stuff. <laughs> Search engine optimization, branding, you know, just really important things in life. Right, right. Uh, I think that that's all stuff the listeners care about. So anyways, <laughs> Pet Sounds, to me, so like I said, the story is Brian Wilson didn't want to tour anymore um, and pulled the move of, uh, he just stayed back in the studio, recorded all these really wild, revolutionary instrumental things wrote mel- melodies taught like showed the the best studio musicians in the game how like what he wanted to be played when the beach boys came back from tour the other beach boys they all did the vocal performances but some of the beach boys i think mike love who was like sort of the most traditional kind of wanted to stick with the surfer be true to your school shtick that mm-hmm. they were into because it sold he and like the producers 
weren't so into this new sound Brian Wilson was up to. They thought it was like an ego project. And to me, this album cover screams like this is a concession on Brian Wilson's part. It's like it's like he had this wild way out album, and it's really cool. It's really revolutionary. The sounds are awesome, and it has a cool name. Pet Sounds is kind of a cool name, but the cover just makes it seem juvenile. Yeah, it it completely undercuts what the album's actually about, and it's too bad because a lot of times with album covers, people just associate the two, and they kind of attach a visual of the actual album art to the sound. And I think this one just kind of unfairly gets lumped in with it, which is too bad. Um, so the next, the, the second part of this is picking an album that might not be so good, one that maybe we don't like that much, or it's kind of critically panned, but actually ends up having a cool album cover. Um, these aren't as interesting it's hard. It's just harder. It's to harder find. to do. I think and it can be as interesting. It's just harder to find. They're harder to find because what ends up happening is with albums you don't really like as much. Even if it's a cool album yeah. cover, you just don't think it's as cool because you don't like the music as much. You associate the cover with with not loving the album, and also iconic album covers are usually iconic because they're on an iconic album. Right. So that it, but it's but it is possible to find them. It is, and we actually had a couple. Jake, what was yours? So mine was um, the first solo Paul McCartney album. Um, I think it's just called McCartney. Uh, and so I guess the way I'd break it down is that this album pretty much has Maybe I'm Amazed, which is an awesome song, maybe Paul McCartney's best solo song. And that's it. It's like really, I listened to it once or twice, it, and I'm a huge Beatles fan. I'm a huge Lennon and McCartney and Harrison solo fan. Um, really not much to latch onto on this album and it got really critically panned then i totally see why it kind of has like an odds and ends feel doesn't feel like finished definitely not the song craft you come to expect from from mccartney the album cover's pretty cool though mm. it's like this i don't really know how to i don't really know what i'd call it's it it's like it's kind of like this still life art piece of just like a bowl it looks like a bowl of wine or blood. Yeah. And it looks like red flower petals falling onto, like, a rectangular white like table. Like, monolith. Yeah. Yeah, on just a black backdrop. It has, like, all the makings of a cool album. Cover. Right. And it would be had the album been actually good. For example, Ram, McCartney's, I think, second solo album, which I love. I think it's awesome. That album cover is not as cool, but Ram is... An, is a way way better album if these album covers were switched my life would be a lot simpler sean <laughs> i things would be easier yeah they would they would at the jake farm they would they i don't would. know farm that sounds too much like jake from state farm which i'm getting too much of yeah i've noticed in fan mail and otherwise i've noticed that i don't like it either it's not you know what i don't take it lightly i wouldn't i happen to be wearing something close to khakis yeah you're not doing yourself many favors i'm with not that. especially sticking farm references in Stay away from that. It's, stay away. Stay away at all costs. Can we edit that out? We will. We will. Um, so mine, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, yeah, which one am I going to pick? It's kind of hard. I initially was like, maybe I'll pick like one of those late 80s ACDC albums. Ball breaker? Yeah, like ball breaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like blow up your video or like Razor's Edge or like one of those just like not great albums like i like you know bon scott era acdc they always seem to have cool album covers i was like you know what that whatever they're not that cool i can find something else what i stumbled upon i was just looking through like albums that i've listened to or own and i settled on this this verve album from 2008 when i was like a no it was like 2009 uh i remember getting this album i don't even know why it's it's the Verve. The album title is Fourth. It's like a decent album. It's okay. I only like it because I listened when I was a kid. Basically, I actually think it got okay reviews when it came out. It's just your basic like like kind of alternative rock album. Like whatever. The album cover itself though is really really cool. It's like this. It's like this skyscape of like clouds huge clouds huge clouds huge naturally occurring almost mushroom cloud looking yeah thing. and it has this really cool lighting to it yeah where it, like the sun is hitting it in a certain way and it, it's a perfect like representation of the album title fourth it's just this expansive like thing and i always thought it was really really cool 
I will say though, doing any sort of like cloud or like uh, nature album cover is such a cop out because they're always just gonna look good. Right. It's really easy to have those look cool. Can but... I ask you this question? And this doesn't totally fit in with the album cover discussion. Was fourth a pun? Was it their fourth album? Oh, it I might have been. It, it might have been. We're not going to confirm that on the it, pod. M- it might have been. We're not confirming it because it's the verb and no one cares enough. It takes a minute to look it up. It might have been. Uh, I think but it was spelt fourth as right. in F-O-R-T-H. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, was it like yeah. a fourth album Could be. pun? It's a good, maybe a listener gets back to us. They do the, They do a little research What I was going to say is we should set up, when we have a name for this, a Twitter account that we can both... Totally agree. And what we should do is have listeners, because we're not going to cover all the best albums that have lame covers or we lame have, albums that have good covers. We can have people write in send with us some. some. I'd be interested Absolutely. in hearing some. I mean, we're, I would that's too. sort of the end of the segment unless you had other things no, to talk no. about. But I think that'd be a good... Next step. I Agreed. mean, the fan mail is great, but I, I get tired. My letter opener is getting dull, <laughs> and I think that you know Twitter is sort of the the wave of the of the present. Like we've been saying, if it's it's 2016 now, Jake. If you don't, if you're sitting on a throne of smart devices, right, you're doing it wrong. Uh, and the fact that we don't have a Twitter account yet for some fan interaction uh, is an oversight on our part, right. which we will remedy in the future I, for sure. I think it's it's due time. It is. Um. So with that being said. Uh, we move into the final segment of this week's episode, which is most anticipated albums of 2016. Very exciting. This is very exciting stuff. Honestly, we have another huge year mm-hmm. coming. 2015, as you all know, was great. Very good year for music. Based on what we probably have coming out this year, it's 2016 is going to be a titan of a year as well. It looks huge, and that's just looking at the um, sort of early lists of albums that are, are are either sort of rumored or that artists have actually said are coming out. There's a, 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 The interesting thing about this is that this early in the year, it, anticipated albums run the gamut from might happen slash probably aren't going to happen all the way to are coming out on a date, have a title, yeah. have album art, is like you know, and is finished. There's a whole, there's a whole thing. So we have some albums that we're going to discuss that may not come out this year. That's right. That we thought may have come out even last year. And a perfect example of this, and uh, this is probably a great way to just start off, is Frank Ocean. Everyone expected a Frank Ocean album last year. Right. That was on every anticipated list of 2015. Didn't happen. People were like, "Whoa, what's going on with this? What is it coming?" It's most likely going to happen in 2016. Well, what happened too was there was that big that like leak of supposed leak in July where everyone said like oh, Frank Ocean's that's new right. album's coming out in July. That's right. And I got hyped. I retweeted that's it. That's right. I was all excited because I love me some Frank. That's Frank right. Ocean's great. Pyramid, uh, not Pyramid. Channel Orange. Channel Orange. The with the track pyramids. The, the, right. The trash particle. Um, <laughs> great album. Uh, and really uh, got me excited for what Frank is going to be doing next. I I'm really I'm really excited to hear what this album is. But is it coming out this year? Who know, who knows what he's up to? I hope it is. I think it is. Just uh, to me, it feels like it is. Last year, I felt like this. I, this still feels a little too early. I think 2016 is right. It's been four years. This summer, it'll have been four years since Channel Orange. That's right. 2012. So That's some basic math for you. There, thank 16 you. 16 minus 12 is 4. <laughs> thank you, Jake. Um, Just, you know. No big deal. No big it's, deal. It's impressive what I've done, but anyways. <laughs> that on top of the four track names that you reeled off earlier? That's, you're fourth, on a hot streak. Four's becoming a trend. Dude, in fourth, the album title? This is all about fours. Ooh. This is the, oh, I think we settled on an episode name. I think we might Because I said it's episode four when it's not episode four, too. Wow. Okay. I'm sort of freaked out a little <laughs> yep. bit, honestly. Yep, me too. Um, anyways, so remember there was talk from him about, like, maybe I only come out with one album. Do you remember that? He was like... When? This was, like, two years ago. No. Yeah. Oh, this was, like, a thing. People were like, is, is he going to be one and done? And he even said, he's like, I don't know. I think he was kind of joking. Really? But, yeah, that That's was a thing. I don't remember hearing that, but, yeah, that sounds like maybe a joke or maybe... But who knows? It could be him, like, doing the sort of drum up some press. Yeah, and, I mean, yep. Or who knows? Maybe yep. he... 
these artists, a lot of them are kind of head cases anyways. Yeah. And I think sometimes they they grow weary of being pressed for new information Agreed. and everything. I think Agreed. sometimes that might be an off the cuff. Like you know what, maybe I only come out with one. I think it's similar with Bonnie Vare, right? Didn't he say, or is he ever doing Bonnie Vare stuff again? For, uh, that's a good question. So he said. That's another one that that is like maybe rumored for this right. year. He's been like they tore or they, they got back together to play at that festival he curated. Are they doing new stuff? I don't know. He's another one where it's just like I don't really know what this guy's doing. Yeah, and I think that's maybe what like was happening with Frank yeah. Ocean. There, it's like he probably gets tired of the questions or like the, and, and the press. And, and when it has been four years or however many years, yeah. it just you know you sort of run out of ways to rephrase. I don't know. Right. Or I don't know when. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that 2016 is a, is is the year, the year of Frank. It it feels right. If it's, it comes out this year, I, I'm, I like that it feels right to you. It's it does. Like, it's a gestation thing. It just it's about time. Mm-hmm. It feels right. It's been in in the oven for you know yeah. Bun's been in the oven. Yeah. Um, you don't want to overcook it. No, you don't. No, in a similar don't. vein, I think we should move on to a, another one. This is a definite album that's coming out. But I think there's a good segue here because uh, we're talking about dive. Yes. Um, D-I-I-V for anyone who's never listened. Um, so Dive came out with their first album, Ocean, O-S-H-I-N. Because they can't spell anything right, how you th- think it's going to be. No. Everything needs to be... It's like Limp Bizkit or, or right. Lincoln Park. Right. Or, or uh, I don't know, any of the trapped. Uh, but um, <laughs> everything's going to be misspelled because it's cooler that way. Yep. But Dive, when did that album come out? 2012 2012, also? in that summer, summer as well. Same yep. summer. Um so doubly a good segue. The, uh, this new album of theirs has been put off a comical amount of times. So many times. I remember hearing news about this album being worked on and like maybe done two years ago. <laughs> Me too. For 2014. <laughs> I, and like, and it just, it's so it's funny to me how many times this was put off. But it's finally done. We've got some singles, which are great. Four singles four, from it. Four really Whoa, good. four. Again. Oh, my God. Is, uh, We're not even trying to do this, everybody. I am. <laughs> <laughs> A weird thing to say when you said it. Yeah. Um, no, but the, the, the singles are great. Um, the album is, like, over an hour long. It seems like kind of an epic. seems like this is something... They're working towards uh, like a, a big statement on this album, and by they I mean Zachary Cole Smith because I think Cause he's... he is die basically. And here's the deal: I think it's so funny that I okay. So Zachary Cole Smith, if for anybody who doesn't know, kind of like not the most reliable dude, like on and off of heroin, like just out there kind of guy. Like, of course his second album's going to be delayed for years and years. Yeah, Of course it to, is. To put it in perspective, he's a guy with, like, a Kurt Cobain complex. He does have, yeah. His, the music's not anything really like Nirvana, but... But but he wants of, to be Kurt Cobain. A Kurt, yeah, he has a Kurt Cobain complex, I'm going to call yep. it. Where he's trying to embody the sort of misguided soul, misunderstood, yep. like, long, blonde hair, like, my, ne- my head's too heavy for my <laughs> neck, Kurt Cobain feel. And you know that he thinks his relationship with Sky Ferreira is the Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain of our time. That's a, I had never it, thought about it that way. But thousand that, percent, he thinks that's that. a really good point. It, a lot of what he does seems <laughs> seems kind of pre like, thought out. Dude, yeah, he doesn't strike me. I don't know this guy. He's one of the most polarizing guys in like indie music right now. Which, People hate this guy. Yeah. Perfect example. One of our friends, Logan, we saw dive a couple years ago. When they were opening for Wild Nothing, who we're not going to get into them, but they're coming out with a new album this year too. Also exciting. Um, but anyways, his whole vibe and shtick, Logan hated him. He's like, he's like, I can't stand this guy. It grated didn't on he, him, and it's didn't even hear a song yet, and he just knew he didn't like them. But and to be fair, he does like Dive's music. Right. He's told me many. He times. He just doesn't like Zach Cole Smith. But uh, who I think goes by Cole. Yeah, I think you're right. Like the kid in uh in Mr. Holland's Opus. Yeah. Is he the kid from Mr. Holland's Opus? I think so. I think they're actually coming up with a sequel. Tweet at movie. us. Tweet at us with some verification. Yeah, on that. someone get at us. What was IMDb the sequel movie? Him. Sorry. I... Oh, he's coming out. It's it's about his life. It's a sequel movie. It's called Cole, um, spelled C O A L, and it's kind of about how after Mr. Holland's Opus, this kid had it like you know misguided, yeah. got into some bad stuff. It's actually a Christmas film, um, and it's about how. You know, he's gotten coal for many years, and he actually 
you know, he, he's starting to become a better person. Okay. Uh, and it kind of centers around the writing of this new album. So, sounds like a mess of tonal shifts <laughs> and, and themes. It's a, it's a Christmas musical drama. I was um, hoping you were going to say a Christmas miracle. Well, that too. Plug. Maybe that's our first live read. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. See Cole. <laughs> Only in theaters next December, but it will actually get put off another year. It will, yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be it'll come out in December and then February and then <laughs> it'll like, be it'll then be there's, a July release. Then there's there'll be rumors that they scrapped the whole thing <laughs> and it's maybe out in August and then it'll come out the following February. <laughs> So look for this in like four years, basically, yeah. is what we're saying. This made-up movie. This has gone off the track. This really has. And so, basically, the point is, Dive, new album this year, in February, it's called Is The Is Are. Of course, okay, another great point, like, about Dive and, and Cole, is like, I'm gonna create, like, just the hardest to say and understand album name. Yeah. Is The Is Are? Dude, what? I guess they wrote a series of like absurdist poems. He and some friends, and he picked like his favorite passage from one, which is like that's I, yeah. You know, it's, I could have made that up just now, and everyone I know. would believe it. Yeah, not everyone. No one's listening. The four people who listen would would you know they yeah. they believe it. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. So um, you know, I mentioned Wild Nothing. I think we can just probably rattle off a few big ones that are coming out that don't necessarily uh, ne- necessitate um, a big. Uh, talk that about stuck on your tongue about them um so oh sky ferreira is another one she's coming out with a new album um you know we got the strokes who you know the strokes jake at this point are you even that excited for a new release I by w- them i will absolutely listen i, I will listen too i'm not excited times. i'm not like overly excited but I, I won't say that i've ever disliked actively a strokes album yeah. i mean even uh even what's that album called with the rca cover their most recent one I don't remember the name. Do, uh, that, that's, preparedness, uh, Sean. It comes down to no, preparedness. No, This is the Strokes coming out with a forgettable album. I hope it's called Preparedness. I hope so, too. That being said... Um, preparedness is maybe another title for this episode. If I mean, we beat you, the listener over the head with Preparedness. We have. We have um, Seeger Roast coming out with an album. Bowie coming out in a week's time yeah. with Black Star, which is going to be great. Beck... Um, you know, I'm just looking at Stereo Gum's list of the 101 most yeah. anticipated albums of the year. Yep, Frightened, yeah. Frightened Rabbit, one of my favorites, who I I think is really uh, coming out with. He's supposed to be coming out with one as well. What were you gonna say, Jake? Another album that I'm potentially excited for and potentially scared of, as I am of all of their releases, is Death Grips. Oh, yep. Um, yep. Looks like the new album is gonna be called Bottomless Pit. And which sounds like a great name for a Death Grips it album. It does, and I liked Jenny Death. I don't know if you listen. No, I've only ever listened to the Money Store. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It, so it was... Bottomless Pit. You know, everybody probably doesn't know this, but one of their album covers in the past was just, um, you know, something. It was, it was just a picture of a penis. A phallus. <laughs> yeah. Bottomless pit? Are we just gonna get a picture of somebody's butthole in this? Like, what is gonna happen next with that? I wasn't gonna speculate one way or the other. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't plan to, but I'm gonna go on record as saying it is. <laughs> okay, thank and then you. And you can take that to the bank. Jake did art direction on this album. I did. I am. I'm the other member of Death Grips, the white guy. <laughs> um, uh, so a couple ones that I think are worth getting into, um, are Drake. In Kanye, I think this goes back to yeah. what we were talking about later. Views from the Six by Drake was an album that I think everyone thought we were going to get in 2015. Right. He ends up coming out with, if you're reading this, it's too late, kind of a mixtape, not an unofficial release. And it seemed like Views from the Six got pushed and pushed and pushed. We're probably going to get it in 2016. I think it was the smart move, to be honest with you. Oh, I because, 100% because, agree. I mean... Drake is in no position where he needs to pull a beach house and drop two albums within two months. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. It was huge, and it was really good, and uh, like uh, so many good songs in there. And he, like you said, he dominated pop culture this year. He was all over the place, and uh, like, what did he need that album last year? I'm excited that it's this year. He did not need it at all. I'm glad it didn't get released. Not only did he release a mixtape earlier in the year, he had. A bunch of singles. He had Hotline Bling. Right. Huge song. He had a couple diss tracks on Meek Mill. Then he released a joint album with Future in like 
September, October. I do. Do we know? Do we have confirmation on whether or not Drake actually sleeps or rests? No, his Instagram does. It, he's always hanging out with people. Where like, does he get the energy? I don't know. I'm too tired I, to be talking right now. I need like ten hours of sleep a night. Yeah. This guy is trapezing the globe. He's going back and forth between the six in in L.A. In I, I can't. I, gotta, I didn't expect you to say trapezing. I'm excited you did. Views from the six, though, I think is gonna. I mean, like, if 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 you're reading this, was the mixtape that preempts what this is gonna be about? I'm very excited at the potential of what this album will be. I mean, I my feeling. Sometimes you get a feeling about what an album will mean for an artist. For an example is this: when Vampire Weekend came out with their new album in 2013 started seeing the album art and this was the album that would become modern vampires of the city heard a couple um singles dropped and you could kind of could tell this is going to be like a defining if not the defining album for this band this is what it seems like drake's moving towards it seems like he's reaching his peak i could not agree more i i think the expectations are going to be sky high for this and I think, and I, I agree with you, Jake, and I felt the same way with Modern Vampires. It also has something to do with the album title, too. You're like, okay, this is one that's going to kind of go down in history as, like, their thing. Dude, Views from the Six is a really cool album title. It is a cool album title, and it's, I, I mean, I think Drake is definitely at his, at his creative peak right now. And I think, I don't think musicians age the same way as as artists and as uh, sorry, athletes athletes do Agreed. but i think there's some way in which you can kind of compare it because if you think about like the best musicians of all time and some of the best albums most of the like work that's coming out that's like sort of an artist's best are when you're right in the drake age range he's what late 20s he's 29 it's right 28 around there. 29 you look at like like the beatles dylan zeppelin like these are young young people I, and i think the perfect comparison to make is that is the prime for basketball players yeah is like 26 27 28 maybe 29 if you look at lebron james and running backs it right you hit 30 you're done yeah but the nba actually is a great comparison for that you look at lebron won his first championship in that range you look at michael jordan won his first championship in that range and actually jordan is a bit of an outlier because he ended up winning a lot of championships later in his his late 30s you're right Um, they did a baseball thing yeah, right. Weird, but Kobe, same thing, hit his peak. Right. You know, a lot of these guys, these superstars in the NBA, hit their peak around that time. Is this just? Is that kind of just the peak in your your life, creatively and athletically, and it, like just everything? Because I feel like you've you've figured out like a lot in life at this point. You're like, I know who I am. I know what I need to do, and you're kind of going for it. You have a little more clarity and vision. You're past like the the ups and downs of your early and mid twenties and you're into like this a little bit more wise, but still youthful point. I, that I, I have nothing to, I think you've put it perfectly. Honestly, like what I would say is that it's like, I think that era, that time in someone's life, if you are going to be peaking at some point, um, I mean, for some people it's just shit wall to wall, but for, if you're going to have a peak, there's, I think you can make a good argument for that age range because you're, you're, reaching a more self-assured age and you you're understanding the world better you're understanding yourself better and what you want to do your vision i think drake is reaching that I, it just feels like the the smart money is on this being maybe his best album agreed and i mean and like i feel like from that point on anything that's not diminishing returns will be gravy agreed 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 um so i think to get back to kanye a little bit which we've already kind of talked about yeah. what we expect let's frame this in a different way if you have to pick, just based on gut feeling right now, who comes out with the better, more important, successful album this year? Is it Kanye West or is it Drake? Drake. Yeah. It's not, I, I don't think it's really close. I mean, I, I just agree. think that it's the writing's on the wall, big time. It's like it's in it's a permanent marker on the wall. It's like it's so clear what's Kanye. And this is another sports comparison for you. Kanye is feels like Kobe Bryant the last few years. Like he doesn't fully have it anymore. He can still put up big numbers when he wants to but he's not the player or the artist he was he'll do a kanye thing at the end of the game that makes you think he's still, like kobe bryant hitting that three in the celtics yeah. eye from like 55 feet out right to, to seal a game and then you look at his numbers like oh he was five for 30 right not what he was but still 
like I think Kanye's reaching that point. I mean, he's he's nigh on forty years old. He's now. almost he's, forty. And and this is listen, this is an ageism. I'm not no. trying to oh, say no, that, no, like, no. you can't release good music. I, I, I think Kanye we have every reason, honestly, to trust him and to, and to assume That's he'll true. come out with a good album because he always does. And and Yeezus, he's not like exactly young when Yeezus comes out That's either. True. Either with Dark Twisted Fantasy, he's probably thirty when that came out. Yeah. no older, thirty. A little early, yeah. Because I think older. he was born seventy-seven. I think he's Tom Brady's age, roughly. Yeah. Little, Weird that that's my. That's your. Part. That, yeah. That's a little bit of a tell. Yeah. About my sports allegiances, <laughs> big Jets fan. Um, <laughs> and my point is that I I think we don't really know what to expect from Kanye. But if you're betting on which album will be better, which will mean more, it's Drake, and I think that it's pretty easy to. If you're, that's where the the smart guess is. Yeah. No, I would agree with completely with you. Um. So I think we can kind of wrap this segment up and wrap today's show up by just what what do you which album are you most excited for this year? Yeah, um, do you have one off the top of your head? I do. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the ones that we kind of already talked about. It's yeah. Drake, it's Kanye, it's Frank, it's all these people. I think one that's really specific to me and kind of hits close to home and is one that I've been excited for since their last album came out is Japan Droids. Mm. These guys have been silent for the last couple years. I loved Celebration Rock, one of my favorite albums of all time. It was huge for me in 2012. Um, apparently, there's they've been working on stuff, but it's been kind of silent, so I'm hoping this isn't one of those just pure speculation albums and there's actually some truth behind it. But that's probably the one I'm most excited for. Well, Japan Droids, I'd be really excited to see what they do to it. Not that they have to, they have no obligation to do it, but, you know, coming off a, an album that kind of uh, springboarded them, is it springboarded? Would that be the past tense of springboard? Yeah, yeah. Springboarded them to uh, some, some fame and some notoriety. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see how they maybe change up their sound a little bit. Maybe a little bit more expand, like some more experimental sounds in there. Maybe they mix it up with uh, some of the themes they're exploring lyrically. I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they do with a new album. Yeah. Or they can stay the course. And I think that's probably what a Japan Droids fan wants. wants. But I, and with experimentation, I don't mean like a kid A. I mean like maybe they just mix in some like stranger song structures. They do some things that are like a little more just kind of varied. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's exciting to think about. I would about. agree with you. Before you say yours, I want to throw in a quick point about I like how a lot of artists get grouped together in years now. Like 2012 was a dive Frank Ocean Japan Droids year. 2016, we seem to be getting a dive Japan Droids uh, Frank Ocean year again. So I like how like these people, just the nature of album releases and how long they take, there's a cluster of people who are always coming out with albums in the same year. It's actually really interesting to see year to year what that looks like. We had a bunch um back in I think last year in 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 2013 specifically as well uh just yeah just a quick well and one that's interesting is and it's a it goes into what I'm gonna pick for my album uh 2014 we had a sun kill moon album yep Benji much I think better than universal themes we also had a run the jewels album um both of these artists are coming out with some form of release, it seems like, this year. Uh, the Sunco Moon album, which is not the point of this little plug, is with Yezu? Hezu? Jezu? Yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is or how to pronounce it. I'll give it a listen. That comes out in January. What I'm really excited for is um, the rumored new album by Run the Jewels, the rap duo um, featuring uh, Killer Mike and LP. Uh, I loved Run the Jewels too. I listened to Run the Jewels first album or mixtape Run the Jewels uh, once or twice. I like it. I love the second album. Um, just a really energetic, sort of propulsive, aggressive rap album with some just clever lyrics. It's it, it's two. They, they're actually two kind of older rappers too. I think mm. they're like in their early thirties. Um, but these are guys who are clearly on the top of their game and, it, and kind of were alone, medium level fame, but together brought something together for huge returns and i'm i'm very excited to see what they do with uh run the jewels three i am too quick note about killer mike he did you know he's like really active in like politics and like um just kind of like like black lives matter and like stuff like that i didn't necessarily know he was like super active but you get i mean you can get the vibe based off he's a smart guy like yeah he he really seems to be and he is 
Um, his commentary is always interesting and nuanced. He's, I mean, his his father was a police officer. Oh, I did not know that. I think that's true. He says it, I think, on one of the songs on RTJ2, yep. which I loved. I think quickly, because we, we have to, we have five more minutes. Yeah, sure. Um, because that segues into something I also want to discuss. And it's it's New Year's, which means a week ago today was Christmas. And we were talking oh, that's a week right. ago yep. about, yep. about this year, what interesting musical gifts did you get? So gifts related to music. Um, our families at this point had figured out, okay, Jake and Sean like music. Yep. Maybe we'll give them something related to music. The, yeah. um, what, did, what did you get? So, yeah, my, my, my favorite musical gift that I got this year was, it was a book, and it's called 1001 Albums to Listen to Before You Die. Now, anybody listening, you probably know that I love categorizing things, ranking them, and having them in a neat, like, box that I can, like, check off. Sean emphasized love hard enough to shake his whole body. I'm watching him here in the studio. Yeah. I I love organizing things and ranking them. This book is 1,001 organizational things for me to just devour and analyze so basically what i'm doing is i'm using this as kind of um a textbook as just what i kind of need to go back and listen to for things that i never did just to kind of branch out and musically educate myself i guess so that was my favorite one it's been cool to just go through and see which ones i've listened to which ones i haven't um what about you uh for me i got um a couple vinyl records, which I'm really excited about. One of them, and what reminded me, was that I, one of the albums was Run the Jewels 2 on, on vinyl. It's on this cool teal marble vinyl. I've seen it a picture of it. Yeah, awesome. It looks, it really, looks cool. really, really cool. The other one that I'm even more excited about was the Beatles White Album on vinyl. And I'm happy this was a Christmas gift because like, I don't need to buy another copy mm-hmm. of the White Album. Mm-hmm. I have the first CD version I bought of it. The the remastered version that I got in a box set. So for me to go out and buy a Beatles vinyl, unless it's like cheap is not really worthwhile. And they are not, they're not cheap. They run expensive. And the the white album, because it's a double album with 30 songs is always like 45 bucks. Mm. Got it for Christmas. It's a little cheap. It's a life hack. It, yep. So I got the white album for Christmas. I'm ex- I'm really excited about this thing. It, it comes with a poster size lyric sheet. With just like, it's like this, if you've ever bought a co- copy of the White Album, you've probably seen the images. It's like John and Yoko on the bed naked and like Paul in a bath. It's like all these like, it's this collage of Beatle images. And then on the other side, so like on the other side of the sleeve I got um, with one of the other records in that sleeve was four, like, I probably, I don't know how big, but solid, like decent size photo paper prints of the the beetle white album portraits of each of their faces it's a cool collector's item if that, you're a beetle yeah fan. no that is really cool the other things i got really quickly was i got some some cashola from uh yep. from the folks and i went out and i and i purchased some more albums i got sufian stevens carrie and lowell nice. on vinyl i got television marquee moon yes. on magenta vinyl Ooh. um and I got the National High Violet nice. on vinyl. Nice. And I got myself a little case for my vinyl nice. records. It's Very a, nice. Yeah, so it, it, an exciting musical Christmas. Nice. Once we have a Twitter set up, once we have some way that people can communicate with us, we'd like to hear what you received. Yes, we would. Also, and this actually brings up a second question before we before we sign off, is what is your like most memorable musical gift that you've gotten throughout the years like what is one you always go back to or you're like this was something that i can kind of like i'll always kind of think about for christmas i would love to hear from the listeners and jake what is one for yours because i have one off the top of my head do yours off the top of your head i gotta think so this is uh, this is weird this is a weird one uh, so back when i was i think this was senior year in high school i was i was um my girlfriend at the time got me uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Wilco. That's just a, awesome. Just a CD. However, I told her specifically to get it. I think we were at Newberry Comics one day. I was like, this would be, like, you should get this. Because she had no idea. Dude, she's not like, oh, I'm going to get you Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. This girl would not have ever made that realization. So I kind of told her to Big do it. Big supporter of the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, she got it for me, 
and it's always one of those ones where it's like whenever I listen to it, I kind of think about that time and that like era of my life, and it's always just a cool thing to think about. Um, kind of picked it out for myself, but whatever, doesn't matter. That's it's the fun. one I have like probably the strongest memory. Well, it's like for. When, I, when I was seven for Mother's Day, I got my mom. Uh, a Backstreet Boys album because I wanted to listen to it. <laughs> Power move. Yeah, that's another Jake. life hack. It is, Jake. yeah. Getting my mom gifts that I want and then just keeping them as mine. I've done that with to my dad a couple times. Um, for me, one that sticks out, um, my dad, when he gives me Christmas gifts, uh, they tend to be gifts that, like, it, he's a good gift giver in some ways because he'll, like, pick out gifts that I didn't even know I wanted. I didn't certainly Those are the best ones. didn't ask for them. Yep. But here they are. And Those I'll, are the best I get ones. Them and he, here's the, 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 the point is, I think this is either one year or two different years, Christmas gifts include The Bends by Radiohead and whatever people say, and that's what I'm not by Arctic Monkeys. Wow. So he was a guy who, you know, he, has, he, he was interested in music. He knew I was had a budding interest in music. Mm-hmm. And he'd read things about Radiohead, read things about uh, Arctic Monkeys, Got me those albums. Big reason why I'm as into music as I am today. Love both those bands. Yeah. Love both those albums. Nice. Good Christmas gift. Nice. That, that's awesome. What were your Yuletide musical memories, listeners? Yeah. Let us know on uh, on Twitter or through SoundCloud. You can comment on the podcast. or, or Feel free you know, to do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get some better ways of communicating with everybody um, once we once we settle on a name, like we said. Which will be, I get, this is my personal guarantee to you. A Sean Howe guarantee you can take to the bank. We will have a name for next for next episode. And, uh, and being that people are listening to this, they can't see. Sean just pulled out a literal foot and a half long stamp with ink and, and has stamped my laptop with the Sean seal of approval. Yep. Uh, um, I mean, not really cool to do. This no, is my but work I, look, computer. Jake, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. That mean, mean Grinch must go away. It doesn't rhyme, and you stained. You have to buy me a new laptop yep. unless you can clean this up. Yep. Anyways, I think that's a great way to, to, to jump on to end it. Uh, we'll be back with our insane ramblings next week, and we'll have a name for you. So until then, see ya. Cheers. switch off it doesn't matter well it does not matter i mean i think this is a continuation of the power struggle to be honest <laughs> do you want to intro it Jake? no 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 listen i think we've we've made it clear who uh is this gonna be a thing i, I think we know who no I, I'm, I'm kidding okay of course. okay all right you ready i'm ready three two one jump man jump man jump man jake and sean are on the pod <laughs>